0: Welcome to the Judging More Than Just the Cover podcast. I'm Amber Gregg.
1: I'm Kate Oda.
2: And I am James Moore.
0: And tonight we are going to be talking about The Chemist by Stephanie Meyer, also known as author of The Twilight Saga. (laughs) It's about an ex-special agent who specializes in chemical torture And she's on the run from her previous employers, and so she decides to take one last job to prevent a terrorist attack and to hopefully kind of get the heat off her back. And it is, I guess you could say, sci-fi, spy adventure. If you haven't read it, stop now. We'll have lots of spoilers in this discussion. So, I'm very curious to hear what you both think of this I know we were kind of (laughs) not sure how we felt about reading a Stephanie Meyer book, but I know she's, I mean, she clearly knows how to write popular stories that people love. So we gave her a chance. So what did you think?
2: Well, I'll go first since this was my selection. I'm going to fess up that this was my selection. And um, in a nutshell, my experience was the first in the first hundred pages. I was like, oh my God, I made the wrong choice. This is going to be drudgery. This is going to be work. And then I, you know, after the actual action started, I really got into the book, got engaged into the story. During that first hundred pages, I didn't think I was ever going to like Alex, (laughs) really care about her as a character, but that changed for me. And I cannot put my finger on when it happened, but it did. So, I enjoyed that experience of the book because it wasn't obvious to me on you know when I started to invest in the characters and um, it, it at the end it ended up being a an enjoyable read for me. I liked it overall.
1: This this was meh for me. It was uh, it was a white bread sandwich. Um, I I went in open minded. I was like, you improve with every book you write. She's got several under her belt, and I was like, there's. There's gonna be a twist, right? There's got to be a twist. When when Daniel wasn't the bad guy and it was his brother. I I called it several pages ahead of time and I was like, "Oh, okay, but like maybe there's something else." And then there was never another twist ever again. The rest of it was very straightforward. No one betrayed anybody. Everyone was friends. <laughs> No, like, oh, oh, it was just from there. It was just a smooth ride on a highway with no traffic. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it was fine.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of how I felt, too. James, I was the opposite of you where I actually really enjoyed the beginning. Like, oh, this is really intriguing. We have the woman who's wearing a gas mask to sleep. She's got all these booby traps set up, you know, all these spy gadgets, She's been researching it. It was really interesting. Then she, it immediately starts with like the torturing. I was actually really thrown in the beginning. I was, I, I listened to it on an and, you know, I was thinking in my head that this was taking place in the future. And then she said something about an iPad or something. And I was like, what? An iPad? We're in present day. <laughs> it was really jarring. So I had no idea that it was, you know, today's time's or close to it. So yeah, I thought it started really interesting. And then it was just like 300 pages too long. There was just like a whole lot of fluff in the middle. The dogs are really cool. I really enjoyed the dogs. But by the time I got to like the action that it was setting up for, I just didn't care anymore because I had put up with all this. And I was listening to audiobook that was like, I don't know, over 20 hours. So it was like 17 hours of listening to this. And then finally the last like three hours was where the action was taking place. And I had it on two times the speed. Like I was just zipping through it. Um, and I just didn't care. Like it, it felt like on paper it was supposed to be such high stakes, but it didn't feel like it. Like it, like I did not think that any of them were going to die it didn't feel like any like nothing there were no stakes and I don't know why it felt like that when when they're saying there's these high stakes but I was like you Kate I was like waiting for the betrayal I thought for sure Daniel was gonna turn out to be an agent and like yeah I was like there's no way he was just like sure you tortured me it's fine I'm in love with you like no harm no foul it's fine like the only way that that makes sense is if he's just putting on an act because he's just tricking them into leading them where they need to go but no, nope, nope so <laughs> I don't
2: know. okay so how how long have we been doing this podcast thing it's been it's i know it's past the year is it big has it been two years
1: since we since we started oh, this? yeah yeah this was pre-2020 yeah, Oh right that's right it. oh
2: man it's multiple years okay this yeah, is it was
0: like maybe five it's been like five years i think
2: okay well this book is historic for me because i this is the first time i can think of that i so vehemently disagree with amber Gregg on the evaluation <laughs> of a book oh and i'm probably i guess with kate too if you i feel like we bad. always
0: disagree james what are you talking about <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah listen to america go back to the other podcast <laughs> But um, it, I saw I saw that first upfront part that you saw as so interesting as a plate of broccoli because it was nothing but exposition. It was all exposition. I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and um, the the book would have. I'm going to go into the. We're going to go into the ratings later, but this book would have gotten an extra star for me if she started out with one of the murder attempts she talks about, you know, it actually happening in the beginning, because then something would be happening. But in the meantime, I'm just talking about how, you know, just listening to how she sets up for bed at night. That's really, you know, that was really boring for me. gas mask could have just been cold cream. It could have just been you know, uh, a beauty mask or whatever, set up the booby traps and everything. Okay, there was interest, but nothing was happening for such a long time. And and at the time I'm reading it, I know the book is like 500 pages long. So I'm thinking, you know, is she going to talk to anybody? Is this post-apocalyptic? And um, oh, and j- the last thing I'm going to say before you get into questioning us is that I really wouldn't put this into sci-fi because there's no "fi" apart, uh, you know, about it. Everything in there that happens is real and can happen. I mean, it's true science, so it's not science fiction. It's sci- it's more like science application.
1: It's a spy novel, except lame. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say lame. That's that's probably an ableist term. It's a it's a spy novel that isn't good. I, I want to argue that it. I wouldn't think that starting in the middle of one of the murder attempts would be good because it would be even more confusing because I was with Amber like the first chapter or two, very confusing. You're like, what is going on? Who did she, wor- what, what does she even do? Why did she work for somebody who would like murder? What's going on? So it was already too much adding like a murder attempt in there. I would have been like, please murder her. I want a different narrator, (laughs) someone who makes more sense. But I do agree that it was not the right place to start, but I don't know what is the right place to start. And it's not my job to decide that. (laughs) Ha ha. (laughs) So I get to just say it wasn't right.
0: (laughs) So one issue that I had for this particular book, and I, I personally tend to connect more with the main character when it's written in first person But for this one, specifically being written in third person with her name changing was very confusing. She should have just had one name that was the same for the reader. It's fine if she changes her name throughout, but it was very weird that it's written in third person and her name is constantly changing. So... I think this one would have been better in first person. What do you think?
2: I I do agree with that statement. And with the acknowledgement that because of the nature of the book and the nature of the story, that um, it, it is confusing because of her lifestyle. She has to she's on the run. She has to change names and stuff like that. And I'm not standing by the author's decision, but she had a decision to make. Do I want to make it first person or omniscient type thing and give up the personality of the book? Because I felt more personally connected because she was talking. She, I was dealing with the character and not some all-knowing narrator. But you, you know, you sacrifice that for some of the clarity. And I think that at least my experience reading the words versus listening to audio I have a much easier time following things when I read versus the audio book while I'm driving and trying to look at traffic signs and stuff like that, because that's where I do the audiobook stuff. So um, I, I do agree with your statement, but uh, I think I would have enjoyed the book less if it was done in first person.
1: Ooh, I disagree with you, James. I think I think we're going to have a, a ladies versus gentlemen episode <laughs> uh, so sorry. I, uh, it was such a close third person and I don't recall ever switching points of view to anyone else, but Alex, so I don't, I didn't see a reason why it had to be third person instead of first person. It could have easily been first person and we wouldn't have lost any material necessarily, but either way, I didn't get much of the character's personality. Her whole personality was survive um i mean she really didn't talk about much she was an orphan and then she went to medical school and then she got recruited and that's basically all i know about her in terms of her personality i have no idea why daniel fell in love with her she must have been super hot that
0: was my (laughs) comment like if we have no glimpse of somebody's personality this is what annoys me about the insta-love things like if you're gonna have a character that is immediately attracted to somebody and like doesn't care that they torture them like They have to have like a super shining personality and we didn't get any of that with this character. Like, I agree. It was just like survive and like really stiff, like serious, which is, which is fine. Like, I'm sure she'll find love but the insta-love, like, I forgive you for all of this, I'm so in love with you, was really kind of weird.
1: (laughs) I agree. The insta-love, I'm glad you said insta-love. This author does that a lot, where there's a main character who has no personality and a hot guy who kind of does have a personality, give or take, just instantly falls in love with her for no clear reason. It's a theme that I'm noticing.
2: Well, I want to I want to make something clear during our discussion. Okay, as much as I I love conflict and fighting and stuff, I don't want to say that I didn't have any problems with this book. That's not the case. It's just that it surprised me how much I did like it after the first hundred pages, and it and it it, it level out to a C grade. You know, when I was expecting an F minus from the first hundred pages. And you guys have pointed out some of the problems I have with the book, with the book, the character of Daniel. I was sure that he was in the book to try and kill himself with the stupid things that he did. (laughs) And just the the falling in love with his tormentor. I was like, there has to be something else going on. And like you, I was waiting for that twist. I knew it wasn't going to be Daniel as an Asian or anything because I do not see him going against his brother that much, you know, his brother, the all American hero that can, you know, you can snip off his toes. He don't give a damn. He's still going to fight for, you know, what he thinks is right. His his brother wouldn't be on the opposite side of that. And um, but I, I was waiting for something to happen, something to explain, number one, why he fell into insta love and number two, how he was so just dumb as a bag of hammers when it came to you. You got to keep a low profile when you're on the run from people that want to kill you. You don't go down to the Piggly Wiggly and buy shit. You just don't. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Yeah.
0: It's, it's almost comical how dumb they made him as a character. It's like, he's a, he's a teacher. (laughs) He has like some common sense. Even if you're not a spy, you should be like even after the first time, like oh, I probably shouldn't leave again without telling them. And he still <laughs> continues to do that.
1: I I genuinely thought that Daniel and Kevin would be in cahoots, that they really were CIA together, because the CIA would love twins to be like an agent swap them out. It would be the CIA would love that. So like I expected that to for them to be in cahoots. And I thought when Daniel was going MIA, he was actually meeting up with Kevin, who was not in DC, you know, I thought there was a little something going on there. I even thought at one point they might have switched places. But none of that. No fun for me. Just
2: very straightforward. And one other thing that was that I had a problem with the story is is another thing that you guys pointed out. Is that there's supposed to be a raising of the stakes? Well, we went from the potential of a a worldwide epidemic thing going on to, oh, it's just people trying to kill them, which is a drop in the stakes. You know, now we we go from millions of people at risk to three people at risk. And, you know, you're not supposed to go that way. You're supposed to go the other way. If she had written a story so that it actually ramped up to, okay, this is a world threat that's raising the stakes. And she totally broke that rule for no good reason and it it diminished the story. So it's like, you know, she sabotaged <laughs> her story by taking it that route.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you about that because once it was revealed that, oh, that's not even an issue. <laughs> (laughs) anymore. That's, that's taken care of. That's done. Um, then it, it felt kind of weird. I was like, okay, what's, what's the story now? I, it was unclear for a while, like what exactly the plot was from that point on. And it's like, oh, you okay. You're just continuing to run like you've been doing, but now you have additional people with you. That was the only thing. And now you have to like hide this guy with you. That's really the only difference from the, when we first started.
1: Yeah. And, and when they did finally identify like the big bad guy, who's like, he's running for vice president or whatever it was then they they killed him via like poisoned nicotine patch off page like i'm sure that that's how you want an operation to go as a cia agent you really don't want to be there when someone you assassinate dies but as a reader i want to be there you know
0: Right, that could have been the benefit of having third person is we could have got at least a glimpse into it somehow.
1: Yeah.
2: Are you telling me, Kate, that you didn't enjoy, that you went from discovery at the end of one chapter and then all of a sudden in a First part of the next chapter, he's in the guy's bathroom, that he just <laughs> got past all the security. He's past all, I mean, the guy's a senator, right? I mean, he's, he is in the government at a high level. So the, you're saying that, you're saying that he just got in the guy's bathroom there, I don't know, watching TV, went to a, a show or something like that. He got into the guy's bathroom and he's squirting stuff into the nicotine patch and then gets away. He's got no problems, no conflict, no nothing.
1: Yeah, it's almost, and I don't know how her writing process works, but it's almost like she was just like, I don't know, they kill him. I'll come back to this later. And like continued on writing and then was like, oh no, I have to go write that chapter where they like get rid of the big bad because otherwise the rest of what I've written doesn't make sense. I'll just write something and this is what we get. Like that that's how it feels as a reader.
2: Yeah, it felt like, I felt like she had like a 600 page limit. She maybe had gone 800 pages with the good story and explanation of how they got in, there in the guy's house. And she said, oh, What am I going to cut? I'm going to cut the way he overpowered the guards and bypassed the security system and got in the guy's bathroom, you know? That we we just lost all of that when she but should have cut a whole bunch get of exposition. Two
0: hundred pages of sitting on a
1: ranch cooking. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Or like, let's have some shooting practice. Let's let's just hang out in this house with this random man who's gonna get murdered in a couple chapters anyway. Like, no.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the more I talk about this book, yeah, I'm liking it less and less. I I I, I know I had bought into actually wanted to know what happened to them in the end and everything and the unrealistic relationship between Daniel and Alex and and all of that. And when they when they got Kevin, you know, I was like, you know, how I mean there has to be a point in the story when all looks like it's it's not going to work out and everything. And I can I can see some of the potential and undertones because this is really a story about Alex and her going from um, really nerdy, awkward with relationships to actually having a family having relationships and that sort of thing that transition but it was it was done very clumsily and magically, you know, unrealistically in <laughs> the circumstances and I, I like the sentiment of it, but I you know the execution was. I don't know. It's probably going to sell 10 million copies. I don't know what I'm talking about in the literary world. You know, she's already a success or whatever. But personally, I think she took a story and and um, just didn't do well with it. I thought it was going to be a total disaster. It was only a half disaster.
0: See, James? I'm normally like you, where I come in like, yeah, I enjoyed this story. And you guys are like, no, this book was awful. And then I leave the <laughs> feeling like, okay, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was.
2: Yeah, I do. I'm feeling, I'm feeling your pain right now.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a book that we all collectively. Well, no, I think there are like maybe two books. So we all collectively agreed that it was a good book and we enjoyed it. <laughs> there's always at least one of us that's like, no, this this was not good. Okay, so what did you think then about the really vague epilogue?
2: I'm going to let Kate go first.
0: (laughs) Kate's rolling her eyes.
1: The epilogue felt so irrelevant. Like, I did not care that these people opened a restaurant as a weird little trio and like almost got picked for a TV show. But like, Haha, no, we can't go on TV. Wink, wink. Like, because we as the reader know who this person must be calling on the phone, because otherwise, why would this be here? It's not a fun. It's not a fun surprise. We're in on it, but not in like a fun way, because eh, it, we know they're not going to say yes. So, like what was the point?
0: Yeah. And I was listening to the audiobook and I thought maybe I had missed something and it was like a preview into another book. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what is going on here? And oh, that was the epilogue. That was the ending to our spy novel.
1: <laughs> there yeah. the
2: well, I didn't I didn't like the epilogue for the simple reason that it was stupid. It was stupid <laughs> because Because it was, it was unnecessary. Everybody that wanted to kill them is dead. Okay. Nobody is interested in killing them. So why do you have to hide and be secretive and and all that crap? You don't have to do that anymore. They could go on. Guy Fieri could just go and walk into their place with a camera crew now because it just doesn't matter. And I think it would have been a better epilogue if Guy Fieri did go in there with a camera crew, shot everybody in the head and then left. (laughs)
1: not the kind of shooting i thought you meant when you were talking about like guy fieri going in there i was picturing cameras and you bringing guns that would have been a good twist that this book (laughs) desperately needed
2: yeah exactly i mean the the epilogue was a total disappointment and and it would have been it would have been disappointing even if it was necessary even if they had a question mark as to oh somebody's still out there that want to kill us but no there's no reason for you to be worried about that
0: yeah i i agree i I will say there were some parts I enjoyed overall. um I did think, like I said, I thought the beginning was really interesting, like setting up kind of how she's on the run, how she's survived this long. I thought the the whole train sequence was interesting, how she got Daniel, and like the initial torture. I did think the twin reveal was really like soap opera-y. Like, oh, twin. <laughs> um, so that's when it started to fall apart for me. <laughs> so, <okay. laughs> but, but I enjoyed, I would say the first half I really enjoyed. Um, it's not the book type of book I would normally read, so... I was pleasantly surprised by the beginning but then it just started to sludge on like the whole middle part like I said like when like I I thought the dog training thing was really cool um how the dogs helped out but it was just it was just too long in the middle and then like I said before by the time we got to the end I just didn't really care anymore and honestly the last bit is just a blur because I sped through it so fast I'm like I don't really i just don't really care what happens at this point um and i think that's what kind of kind of ruined it for me at the end was it, it if they had just cut like 100 200 pages i think the whole thing could have been more enjoyable because you don't feel like you've invested 20 hours of listening to
1: yeah it wasn't paced like a spy novel at all and i think we were all expecting twists and stuff because when you watch a, a spy movie or read a spy novel there are so many twists mm-hmm. and the pacing is like killer and doesn't let you go and this did, didn't do that I don't think she probably like read a lot of spy novels before she wrote this so it didn't feel like it fit
0: yeah like spy is kind of I mean it really is a genre of its own like movies books I, I know people say there are like a lot of tropes with spy but for a good reason like like people expect certain things in certain genres and in spy stories you do expect like okay there's gonna be probably a double agent somewhere you're gonna have like you said lots of twists you're gonna have a lot of action you're gonna have a lot of like you know a fancy cocktail party you go and like scope out you know <laughs> things that jump but but instead we're like hiding out for the majority of the book not even interacting with anybody
2: well okay if i'm gonna list things i did like about the book number one you know number one i did love the the interaction between Alex and Kevin, the whole it, it brought big brother, the little sister to a whole new level as far as trying to kill each other. Initially, you know, I I grew up with two sisters. We never really actually tried to kill each other. We just talked about it. But um, that dynamic developing, I enjoy them becoming you know friendly towards each other. I, I like that. The whole Alex falling in love with the idea of having dogs, I enjoyed her going through that because initially she was like, ew, dogs. And then she finally, you know, really warmed up to that. And it was, again, the, you know, she's trying to show her art to the character that she's changing things, that she's yearning for that. That emotional contact because she's been an isolationist even before she was on the run. She was just an isolationist type person. So I enjoyed that about the book. I like the I took my joy in different spots in the book where the, the author did a good job of ramping up tension. The stakes were much lower, but when they came and attacked the farmhouse and they had to figure out and the dogs, you know, were smart enough to get them out and and do all that stuff, those those were tension moments for me. I was like, okay, what is gonna happen next? And I think she did a good job with tension of the rescue of Kevin you know how is that gonna happen so I those were some of the good things that were done about the book but there wasn't quite enough of them and they were disjointed and not connected and and done very well
0: yeah I don't quite know how to describe the fact that there were those things you described like their their house being attacked and then when they went to rescue um, Kevin. But like, like all of that kind of felt like it was on the same plane for me. Like it, I don't know, it just didn't feel super like exciting and like heightened stakes. And like, I didn't really care enough for the characters, I guess, to make it feel important enough. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like the things were happening, but I didn't feel worried about them. I didn't feel like something really bad was going to happen. So it didn't feel...
1: I don't know. It just felt flat. Flat is a really good way to describe this book. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things about it felt pretty flat. I mean, even even the kidnapping at the zoo, which was sort of like out, out not quite out of nowhere, but like left field, perhaps. I just, I wasn't worried. I wasn't nervous. I was like, okay, yeah, she's going to get the kid because they have to get the kid. And then, you know, she's probably not going to kill her because that's not who this character is. She's felt empathy for people recently. So I was like, eh, all right. And then the kid wasn't in danger. So I was like, all right, <laughs> flat the whole
2: way. Well, you know, there's, there were two things I didn't like about the whole child kidnapping. Number one is that, I mean, for me, it, I mean, you know, like you say, Amber, all the tension was kind of taken away because the stakes were lowered to a certain low point that never changed from a certain point to the end of the book, way early to the end of the book. But still I was thinking I was thinking to myself, oh she's how's she not gonna get caught kidnapping a child in a zoo from her from her own mother? I wanna see that happen. You know, I mean, and, and she kind of did a good job of kind of explaining to me how that happened with her skill with chemistry to how to make that happen. And it was the only time that I can remember in either movie, meeting a story, whatever, I was rooting for somebody to kidnap a child. <laughs> you know, that, that, I mean, that's never happened to me before, but I was like, okay, you need to get that kid to so have a chance of getting Kevin out. So I, I do yeah. applaud her for that. And I applaud her for, Being able to make it um, realistic is kind of a strong word when you're dealing with stuff like this, like spy novels, because spy novels are supposed to be unrealistic in some of the things that they do. And this this was the case with with the kidnapping, but it was I thought it was done pretty well. It was missing a real payoff, though, to make it a suspenseful and dramatic. you know i was it was just an interest to me how are you going to get this kid away from her mother and you know she was able to do it
1: i, I want to point something out real fast sorry amber oh. uh something about this book that drove me insane that has driven me insane about another book recently it's called the chemist she's not a chemist that's not chemistry she's not doing chemistry she's doing biology <laughs> because it's all about how these compounds interact with the human body maybe it's biochemistry but it's not chemistry and at least this book did briefly mention like. I don't know why they call me the chemist, Um, but it drove me nuts. And the same problem was in Lessons in Chemistry, which is also a very popular book right now. She's not a chemist either. So lots of uh, people claiming to be chemists recently that are not chemists, and I don't like that trend.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I was going to say that you never really want a main character to die in a book. Well, sometimes, but... I think you have to at some point think that it's possible that the author could decide to kill off a main character, because I think that's what makes the stakes high. And I don't really know where that was lost in this book. But yeah, I did did not think that any of them were going to die. I think the, the ending would have been so much better if one of the brothers did die, but yet they both almost died and didn't die. I'm like, how are you still alive? I don't know. They must be vampires.
2: (laughs) Okay. Now there's
1: a twist that she could have pulled off. Let me tell you
2: i would have shut down i would i would take i would close the book and burned it if there was a single vampire in the whole freaking book sorry that's what i would have done
0: they are actually the cullen brothers
2: let me ask you this question amber be honest after going through the certain number of pages in the book if if kevin had died if they were if the rescue was botched and they killed him or they managed to put a bullet in daniel's head would you have really cared even after killing one of the brothers after After the promise of a epidemic killing millions, after that promise, would you care if one person, even a main character, died?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. I think that did kind of mess. Maybe that's what it was in my mind. The fact that it was set up to be everyone, everyone's death versus, okay, it's just theirs. But I do think that that would have been more interesting if, you know, she finally opened up. I think it would have been more impactful if Daniel was the one that died. And then she fell in love with Kevin and they, <laughs> they ended up together.
1: <laughs> that's you know well, that's when ending. we would need the epilogue. That's what we would need it for. Daniel dies. Epilogue. They call this restaurant. She's like, oh honey, like we, we, we could be on TV. And he's like, no, wife, we can't. Like that's when we would need that epilogue to be like, oh no, they fell in love. Otherwise, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think it would have been much better if Kevin and had done another boneheaded move, and they get to discuss it in the epilogue. You know, Ke- Kevin and Alice talk about how Daniel went to, he he went out in in public with his face and to buy lottery tickets and got and got caught and killed. And, <laughs> And now they, they run the restaurant themselves.
1: Oh, oh, or you know what? Kevin dies at the end, right? And they're like, oh no, so sad. <laughs> and then in an epilogue unrelated to a restaurant being on TV, another Kevin shows up because it's not twins. They're a bunch of clones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I were going to say clones. triplets.
1: <laughs> triplets would work too, but clones. There's the sci-fi. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. There's the, there's the Star Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that ending. <laughs> or they just keep, like, we start in the middle of the book, and one of them dies, and then they keep showing up throughout the book, and then they keep dying. Like, how did you survive that? Oh, I don't like, know how I survived it. And then
1: they keep watching him die.
2: Well, you would have to rename him Kenny and make it South Park.
1: <laughs> no, no, there's a there's a movie with Wolverine and someone else, and they're like magicians, And Wolverine, like...
0: Yeah, The Prestige. Yes, The Prestige. It's like The Prestige. That's what it is. I love that movie. That's the only movie where I watched it and then immediately rewatched it.
2: Man, I'm gonna have to check this out. What is this all about? I haven't heard of it.
0: Oh, it's oh, old. It's, so it's like maybe from like 2000, early 2000s. Um, I think yeah, pre 2010 it, for sure. Yeah, um, it's two like competing magicians try to get more and more complex magic. Oh,
2: <laughs> now I understand. You confused me by saying Wolverine instead of the act. I'm
0: so <laughs> sorry, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. and Hugh Jackman.
2: Um, yeah, now I remember. Now I remember the trailers for that one. Yeah, I had not seen it. It's them. really
0: good. It's okay. really good to watch it. But <laughs> yeah, that would that would have been a good twist. Well, so I think we've hashed out our our thoughts pretty good on this one. But final thoughts, rating? Uh,
2: okay, I I, you I changed I, your I have- mind. <laughs> I have to take the hit for picking this book. I picked it out on purpose because I saw the word chemist in there, and I'm a chemical engineer. And uh, even though I I did also see the the author's name, in the first 100 pages, I was going to give the book a half a star. But um, after reading the entire book and seeing the pros and cons and everything, I can give it two stars.
1: I am shocked because this whole time, I thought you were going to give it a much higher score. (laughs) Me too.
2: I mean, it was it was better than I anticipated. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. It was better than and than I t- anticipated. I anticipated half a star. Really, I'm serious. It was going to be hard. What were
0: what were you going to give it when you came into this discussion before we started talking and talking about I it? <laughs>
2: I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. Before I saw your rating on on Goodreads. <laughs> Before I saw that, I was I was thinking about giving it like three and a half stars. I came in here thinking three stars, but after talking about it, yeah, it doesn't deserve more than two.
0: See, I should have waited to post it. I didn't want to sway anybody. <laughs> oh, what what did you post? I didn't look. Oh, I just rated it a two star, which is pretty low for me. I rarely give out two stars, but I don't. I, I teetered between a two and a three because I finished it. It was like it was enjoyable. I didn't hate the book. I had problems with it, but I think really the fact that I kind of sped through the last portion made me go to the two because like, if I really was enjoying it, I would have paid attention to the ending.
2: America, our audience, if you're listening to, is if this is your first podcast that you're listening to, let me tell you about Amber Gray. When I saw (laughs) that rating that she put out there, I almost immediately emailed you to say somebody had hacked your account. You need to check it out because it couldn't possibly have been her. She never gives out two stars.
0: Hey, I've given out a lot of two stars, not here, but on Goodreads, like the last like couple books I've read have been two stars. So maybe I was just like on that trend. I'm like, you get two stars, you get two stars.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was debating between two stars and two and a half stars. And I know- which would have put me at the highest score for this book. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reel it in and put it at two stars. Cause it's,
0: it's the first time we've ever all rated something <laughs> the exact same.
1: I mean, you know, it was white bread. It was fine, it was readable, it was there was a plot characters were doing things sometimes I was like oh and other times I was like oh there were just so many opportunities for it to be more and she didn't take any of those opportunities and so I just felt really let down and let on and it just wasn't the insta-love really killed it and when he didn't pull a Hans from Frozen I was pissed so you know (laughs) at two stars because it was it was fine. It wasn't, there were a lot of really long sentences. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. That drove me nuts. I just wanted to like take a breath. Um, so yeah, two stars.
0: Yeah, I didn't notice that in the audiobook. I think the narrator did a good job though. We'll say that. Yeah. So for the first time ever, we're all on the exact same page, same <laughs> rating. <laughs> so mark that James in your history mm. books for the podcast.
2: <laughs> I'll keep track.
0: So next time we will be reading a book that we all find really intriguing just based on the title, uh, Murder Your Employer by Rupert Holmes. So definitely check that out and read it so you can listen as we discuss it next time with spoilers. Thank you all for listening and join us next time. Thanks for listening to the Judging More Than Just the Cover podcast. I'm Amber Gregg. Join us next month to see what we thought of another best-selling book with a strong female main character. The chat doesn't end here. Let us know your thoughts in the comment area or connect with us on social media. Enjoyed the show? Share the love. Give us a review, like, follow, and a share with your friends. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Until next time, peace out.